Okay, this is Mike Cohen. Welcome to my podcast. It's a pleasure to welcome an old friend, someone I've worked with for many, many years, the liberal M&A for Darcy McGee, David Birnbaum. David, welcome. Thank you, Mike. It's good to be with you. David, uh, you were first elected in 2014. Uh, the Liberals were in power at that point. Naturally, there have been a lot of challenges over the years, but uh, then came the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, can you tell us how this has impacted you as an M&A? Well, uh, this is a new and uncharted challenge for uh, each of us. My guess is like you, Mike, uh, uh, I'm working harder than I ever have. And in these very difficult and trying circumstances, uh, which have called upon me, like the other M&As, to uh, be at work in the service of uh, constituents who are worried about their loved ones in senior centers, the small business people who uh, need to stay above water, uh, uh, industry experts who are calling me with offers of uh, emergency delivery of masks and medical equipment. It's requiring each of us to work in a non-partisan fashion to make sure each day we're doing what we can to seriously contribute to an effort to get through this uncharted crisis. What's your take on how the Legault government has handled this whole crisis? Uh, they've obviously been right in the, uh, in the public eye every day with the briefings and so on and so forth. Well, I, I think I share the view of most Quebecers. Uh, that the Premier has shown uh, courage and leadership and, 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 and clarity uh, for the most part in uh, setting aside partisanship and making sure that our responses had been serious and as prompt as possible and data-driven at this crucial time. Um, now, uh, that, that's uh, something a, a member of the opposition normally wouldn't say, but we're in uh, very specific and, and urgent times. Um, that said, we're watching very carefully as to when and how and where we can intervene to ask important questions from a nonpartisan point of view, but there are important questions about how uh, long-term uh, care centers are being dealt with, uh, uh, how testing is being done and so on, and when and how we can contribute, yes, uh, with critical debate because uh, the best answers are needed. So we're trying to straddle that very difficult place of doing everything we can to support the efforts of, of, of government officials and public health, of course, uh, and at the same time asking questions when we think the, the response to be improved. Uh, and that requires a delicate balance, but it's really important. Under your government, uh, Gaetan Barrett was the health minister. He came under a lot of fire for the severe cuts he made. Uh, he wasn't exactly Mr. Congeniality in the, in the province. But uh, I was impressed to see the other day that he did step up when they asked the doctors to 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 come into the uh, the senior care centers, and he agreed to really uh, fill the role of effectively a nurse. So I was impressed with that. I know I know you you have kind words for him. Well, look, I think it's important to to note that uh, everything we we did as a government was uh, first of all predicated on the fact uh, that the economy we inherited was in terrible shape, and healthcare services, education, depend on, on sane and balanced public finances. So we had a tough job to do, as did uh, Gaeta. Um, were there mistakes made? Uh, governments, successive governments have to uh, look and, 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 and wonder if things might have been done better. Uh, that said, uh, Gaeta has uh, uh, joined our opposition in calling over the last two years for improved staff ratios in, in seniors' care centers, 
and they didn't happen. So we tried to be part of the solution, and you know we'll get back to partisan debate uh, uh, later. Gaetal, like everyone else, is working really, really hard to contribute to public health directives being properly implemented. And uh, now, uh, look, he's uh, he's made the effort himself and is actually in a, a session day himself. So that's that's to his honor. Uh, everything's clearly stalled right now, uh, and then one of that means is your leadership campaign. So uh, I know you're you're behind Dominic Angled, and uh, you know we'll have to see in the future when politics gets back to normal. But uh, I guess it's going to be a while before we know who the leader of the Liberal Party is permanently. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm, I'm very proud to back uh, Dominic as our former uh, vice premier. She's now our critic for economic development and has been out there every day in her riding, uh, doing everything she can to help out. Uh, She's been in touch with the Minister Pierre Fitzgibbon and has offered important suggestions uh, with all of us. Uh, she's working really hard to push uh, the government here to do more for small and medium-sized businesses. I'm getting tons of calls from businesses in our, in our area who need to know that they can get back on their feet when we're done and continue to employ people and to contribute to uh, the province's productivity. And that is one area where we need to see more. Um, so that's the kind of thing Dominic's concentrating on right now. But, uh, you know, the partisan uh, leadership will, will, will start when uh, there are indications that it can. Uh, and I presume that our party is getting contingencies ready because uh, uh, it'll be time to get back to work as soon as, uh, as possible, uh, and the leadership will be one part of that. Now, uh, my day job, of course, is communications and marketing specialist at the English Montreal School Board, spokesman for the board. And uh, you uh, have an extensive background in the education sector. You and I go back decades uh, in terms of the different roles you've played. Uh, The CAC adopted Bill 40, which basically uh, is going to turn school boards across the province into service centers. The uh, French boards are supposed to become service centers July 1st, but there's no elections there. A little bit more complicated for the English boards. Uh, They're supposed to become service centers with elections in November. Where do you see this all going? Yeah, actually, it's an interesting story. A backstory for you and me, Mike. Uh, I, I had the job you have now some uh, 35 years ago, and I was really proud to recommend you for that one of your many jobs that you have right now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, quite worried actually, uh, uh, and I talked to a, an English school board director general just yesterday. Um, look, Bill 40 was a bad bill before this crisis, and uh, it will be a bad law afterwards. So I have great concerns. Um, in this emergency period, there are decisions being made uh, when laws require them. And uh, one of the things I know that's of great concern to the English school board sector, uh, and those schools are the lifeline of our English-speaking communities, is how, when, and where uh, do uh, English school board elections happen. And they're scheduled for November. And the logistical challenges are enormous in normal times. And uh, my reports were that we weren't ready anyway, uh, that there was a lack of government support for them anyway. So one of the concerns so that uh, the English schools and boards can get to work is some decree uh, delaying those elections in one way or another. So that's one of my concerns. But uh, it obviously uh, takes a backseat to the main one. That said, uh, there needs to be some government action so the school boards uh, can plan accordingly. David, I want to thank you very much for your time. I want to wish you all the best during this pandemic and stay safe. Thank you very much. The very same to you, Mike. Okay, bye-bye. My guest has been David Birnbaum, the Liberal M&A for Darcy McGee.